this morning. Who's excited to be at church this morning? Oh, that's good. This next song is one of my favorite ones and I feel like everyone here will know it. So get ready to clap your hands, get ready to dance and sing. Kids can come up the front and dance if they want to. Let's get ready to worship the Lord this morning. for your 
Lord, we just thank you so much that everything we do is for your glory and nothing else. For your glory and nothing else. Amen. Before we go any further, we're going to reach our hands out to our children. So if you've got a kid anywhere near you of any age, just reach your hands out. We're going to release them. We have some really great, great programs to go to for them to go to. So if you're new here, there'll be someone out in the foyer who can direct you. Father, we thank you so much that our kids are just amazing and that they are a blessing from you. And Lord, we just ask that as they go into their programs this morning, that you give them a really great morning, that they have lots of fun, but they also just learn a little bit more about you, about who you are to them and how much you love them. Father, we thank you as well for our leaders who are taking their time to do this, to teach them and to be with them this morning. Amen. Kids, you're allowed to go. And now they take off. And if you guys would like to take a seat, we're going to move into some notices. And Josh is coming to do the first one, but I don't know where he's disappeared to. He has totally disappeared. He'll be back in a minute. Okay, we'll move on to the second one, which is the Young Adults Winter Camp coming up. This looks amazing. And the whole point of this weekend is to get away. Get away from the busyness of life and all its challenges. And just, it says, you know, come away and for their souls to meet with God. And that's what we desire for all of us. But for these guys... It sounds incredible. So it's um, opportunity to reset as well, which sounds amazing. And I'm now too old to go, which really sucks. <laughs> so um, it's happening. I don't have the date on here. 27th to 29th of August, register online. And I'm sure if you need any more info, pop um, see Josh. He will help you out with that. Now, something really fantastic that's coming up. Oh, that's annoying. Um, 
and I've just got to make sure I say this right, is a day of prayer and fasting, and its name is sunago. And I've been told it's a Greek word. Gathering. It means gather it. Great. Love it. And this comes out of our informal meeting the other night, that there's a desire in our church for prayer and fasting, not for the big things, but for the little things, for everything. So this has been set aside as the 24th of August. It's a Tuesday. It's a way to move forward as we seek the Lord's will for our church. And I'm excited about it. And we want you guys to be excited about it and to really commit to putting this day aside and going, God, what are you saying to us as a church here in Christchurch? There'll also be a special gathering at 7.30 p.m. here at South City. So we're really, really looking forward to that as well. And just, what is God going to say? And what's he already saying? Like, this is the beginning of something. So the seed has been planted. John spoke about that last week. What seeds are being planted? And this is kind of like today for a lot of you, this is the first time you've heard this. This is the day that the seed is planted to follow this through to the 24th of August and beyond. It doesn't just stop on that one day. He's still not here. (laughs) He's out in the foyer. (laughs) I don't have any of those. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Thank you for your patience on that, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, so um, I am here to talk to you today about our alphabet teams. So how many of you were at the all-in team nights a few months back, a couple months back? Yep, so some of you. So one of the things that we talked about at that meeting was a desire to bring some simplification to the way that we do our volunteer rostering. Um, one of the problems that we're frequently finding is that people are accidentally getting rostered, you know, to be two pl- in two places at the same time, and different frustrations like that. And so, uh, what we're trying to do with the alphabet teams, the the concept of it is a bit like thinking around the fact that the alphabet has 26 letters, and if you take those 26 letters, you chuck them all together in a random bit, they can just mean gibberish, and they don't really make any sense. But if you take those same letters and you put them into a specific order and you make words and you make sentences, then with the right word and the right sentence, you could change somebody's life. And so there's power in the way that we arrange you and arrange our volunteers. And so we want to bring some some fresh order, some fresh simplicity to that. So the way we are doing that is we are creating an A, B, C, and D team And it's not necessarily for all of the areas of our volunteers, but we're trying to get as many as possible uh, to be included in in this roster. And so the idea is that you sign up for Team A, let's say, and you're a greeter on Team A, and then once a month, every four weeks, you are on that rotating team, and it just carries on. And so you'll have all of the teams. Can you hand me that sheet right here? So the idea is that we'll have almost all of our teams We'll all be on one sheet in one place so that you can see when you're on. And um, we are looking to roll this out on the 5th of September, so that's in about three weeks' time. So what I want from you today is um, I'm going to be taking some of the the existing rosters, and I'm going to be 
filling this out and trying to make sense of it. But if you've got sort of a specific team that you think would fit you well, and I've got the dates for team A and the upcoming dates for team B and team C and team D on here. So you can kind of see, oh, if I sign up for team A, I'm going to be rostered on September 5th, October 3rd, October 31st, November 28th, so on and so forth. So if you have an idea that, yep, I want to be on that team, then I want to invite you to put your name on here and I will do my very best uh, to make sure that you get into the slot that you want. The other thing I need to ask of you is a little bit of patience. This is something pretty new. It's something pretty different from the way that we've done our volunteer rostering. I really believe that in the long term, it's going to make things simpler and easier for us. Uh, but change is always a little bit hard, and so I appreciate your patience. Um, and if you have any questions or concerns about the way that we're doing that, uh, just come have a chat with me at the end of the service. And I'm going to have this up on a table at the back of the auditorium and love to answer any questions you have. Is that cool? Cool. Thanks, guys. It's going to be great. John. That's right. We're going to do giving first. Cool. We're going to do our giving. Now, the pots are on the... Every time I get up here, I have to go to the left, that side. I'm going to pray and we're going to pass. We do have our EFPOS machines at the back as well. Father, we thank you so much that you... You love to bless abundantly, and through what we earn, through what we do, we're able to give back to you as well. And Father, as this morning's giving is taken up, we ask that you put it to where it needs to go, that you can extend your kingdom with our giving this morning. Amen. If you'd like to pass the pots, now John can come up. Now, my Haramai, welcome everyone. If you're new to South City C3 or if you're just tuning in online, welcome. My name is John. I'm the senior pastor here at this amazing church. How's your morning so far? Yeah, good. Amazing worship, guys. That was so good. Right on. Um, so, what we're going to be doing today is our usual goal folder. In the goal folder, if you go to the welcome desk and you'll see these little yellow cars called search and rescue, because that's the heart of God, isn't it? In the Gospel of Luke, it says that God is the, that comes to seek and save the lost. And we were just praying in the other room and said, you know, this one, I think it was Finney that said that God is like a hound of heaven. You know, like he's constantly on the search for those that don't know him yet. Amen? Do you believe that this morning? That God is this bloodhound, that he's caught your scent, and he will do whatever he can to, to get you. Not to get you to love him, but just to, for you to make a, a choice, a decision to follow Jesus, to hear the gospel. And so we're praying for these people, their names are in here, that are still not yet. I remember my friend back in the day, he said they're, they're pre-followers. They're just on the journey. They're, they're so close so we want to be praying for this folder this morning. But Karen and I had a, a bit of a chat um, early on this week. Karen is from her, her origin, her family is from Holland. And she has family members that all go all the way to Holland. And she's got some, uh, a family member, I think, in Singapore. Is that right? For me, in Canada, um, we are going through this Delta variant. And in the States, they're having another surge of COVID cases like never before. 
We are a very multi-ethnic church, people from South Africa. South Africa or many of those countries in Africa are, they're not even struggling with COVID. It's destroying their countries. England, has, Europe has had a horrible grasp with COVID. They're going through so many of those variants. And if we were to take the time, kind of span out our, our family, we would see very quickly that we're all affected. My sister got COVID. Crystal's family, some of her family in, in Winnipeg have actually passed away from COVID. Friends of family. So it does affect us. By the grace of God, we have a country that we are in this right now that kind of got on the bandwagon really quickly and did lockdown. And we are reaping these benefits, amen? That we get to do church together. We don't have to be uh, in social distancing. We're not wearing masks. But the majority of the world, that is, that's their daily situation. In prayer this morning, not only are we going to pray for those loved ones, but we have loved ones that don't know Jesus, but they're suffering in COVID countries. And you would think with the, the fatalities of increasing, people would, and they are. They are thinking about what happens. What happens if I die? Where do I go? They are having existential crisis. And we've seen in countries like New Zealand, suicide rates have just climbed because they know that if they go into a hospital and they put a, a ventilator in, that, and if they are then quarantined, they won't say goodbye to their families. Their families can't see them in the hospital, so they're dying alone in these ICUs. In countries like in Africa, there's just no respirators. So if they get COVID, it's, it's terminal. Why don't we just stand for a second? And as we pray for the gold folder, these names, so many of you, Philippines, Cambodia, we have people from South Africa, Japan, Korea, Holland, Canada, America, just take a second and just pray for your countries. Pray for your families. Pray for the governments in those countries. Pray for God's provision that they get the vaccines. Let's just pray. Just, just, just lock it down. Close your eyes. Just don't worry about what's left of you, what's right of you. Just be in this moment and just ask the Lord to move in your power and your miracle in this world in relationship to COVID. Father, in your mighty name, we thank you that you are with us no matter what we're going through. And Lord, right now around the world, there are so many of believers who right now are sick. And they are sick with COVID. They are friends, they are family, they are strangers, but the one common denominator is you. 
And Lord, we know your promise that says you'll never leave nor forsake us. And Father, we pray for these believers right now that you'll just flood their rooms with your presence. You will overwhelm them with a peace that passes all understanding. And Lord, you will heal them. You will hear their hearts cry to be healed. And you will heal them, Father. Lord, we lift up the C3 churches across the world too that are really affected. Father, in Fiji right now, we know COVID again is out of control. And Lord, the church there is greatly affected. But Father, again, you are with them. You are supporting them and you will not leave them. And Lord, the ones they are supporting who don't believe, Father, we ask for light to shine in the darkness. We ask for your light to shine in the worst of circumstances. And Lord, we just thank you that you have created vaccines that can help. And Father, we ask in these countries that are not the Western world, that you are able to get in there and do your job with these vaccines. That you are able to convince governments to allow people in to help. And Father, you are able to provide strength for governments to make hard decisions over lockdowns. Do they, don't they? Lord, bring aside, alongside them Christians to help give advice. And Lord, we know that you are at the center of this. And for those who don't believe, Father, again, we ask for the nurses and the doctors who do believe to be the lights in the darkness of those hospitals when they're alone. Lord, provide angels. Provide angels for the, for the moments at the end of their lives. Let them know that they are loved deeper than anything and that love will never end. And we thank you that you are with us no matter what we go through, Father. And you are with our friends and our families in this folder. And that you are doing things even though we can't see it. You are working. And you are working all things for your good. Amen. my eyes upon the cross I'm reaching out with all I've got I'm letting go to start again I need your love that's why I'm here waiting outside my life it
my Lord, you are greater than all heartache, all sadness, all stress, all anxiety that we hold within ourselves. We are able to pray to you. You are able to lift all those heavy burdens that are weighing us down, Lord Jesus, and you can carry them for us. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed and put their trust in the Lord. Atmosphere is changing now for the spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around that the spirit of the Lord is here. Let's sing that again. The atmosphere is changing. The spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around that the spirit of the Lord is here. Overflow in this place, fill our hearts with your love, your
Do you believe that this morning? Your kingdom come. Your presence here with us. We want to encounter the living Christ. Hallelujah. Spirit of God, just fall. Fall fresh upon us, Lord. Fall fresh upon us, Lord. Hallelujah. Move in your power, Lord. Oh, your fresh spirit, Lord. Oh, refresh our bodies, our minds, our souls this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Fresh wind, fresh fire, Lord, this morning. Fresh wind and fresh fire, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. your kingdom come. Your will be done. Oh, oh. Yes, Lord. I thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord, for your fresh, your fresh outpouring word this morning. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. We pray your blessing, Lord, this morning. God, I pray for fresh, fresh minds ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts to receive this morning. We pray your blessing, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ for this word, your word. It is holy for us, Lord. We just want to handle it. We want to care for it. We want to be attentive, Lord, for what the Spirit is going to say this morning. In the name of Jesus. And God's people say, amen. You may be seated. As some of you guys already know, my wife and I are missionary pastors. Um, we were in Youth of the Mission in Maui, Hawaii. That's where we met, actually. And then, uh, but Crystal and I have had the opportunity to serve. Uh, Crystal's been in the Philippines. I've been in India and Nepal. But we've uh, co-led uh, mission teams to places like Molokai, to Fiji. Um, I, where Where else? I think that's about it. Uh, that's where we co-led. Um, then we've also, I've done Bahamas. Uh, so in, I'll just give you this brief little uh, thing. When we were in Nepal, when we were in this little town called Pokhara, or this little city, um, we, we encountered a lot of people that uh, were getting sick uh, with dysentery, with amoeba. And it came down to just a simple basic, you need to boil your water. And when we came in, you know, we came in with the gospel, sharing about Jesus' love, but we also came with this primary health care, um, you know, tips and tricks, boil tatupani, hot water, boil your water, and that'll decrease the amount of disease. But there have been areas where I've been uh, in, like Calcutta, where leprosy is still rampant in the streets because they have what's called a caste system, and so the untouchable, the, low, the lowest caste 
are never to be touched. So, so many of them get this uh, disease that's still in our world today, leprosy. It's either other known as Hansen's disease. But in Matthew 25, Jesus calls us to do more than just care about people around the world who face these kinds of challenges. He calls us to, to view them as our own family. He calls to treat them the way that we would treat him. In just a minute, I'm going to invite everyone in our, in our church and those that are online to join me on a special challenge this week that, that has the, the power to radically change our perspective on some of the greatest needs facing our world today. Even in this COVID world, we still have these same concerns, but they're just a lot harder. So, but I'm going to just show a video. Fiona, if you can um, cue this video and we can turn off some of these lights. But just take a look at this kind of video for you that gives you some context to where we're going to go. This challenge will walk us through Matthew 25, 35 to 40 as a community of faith. Each day this week, you'll receive a few text messages that will, will give you and your family a small challenge, uh, calling you out of your comfort zone like you saw in the video. You'll learn about a child living in extreme poverty and get a small reflection on questions and how to uh, grow your own heart for the poor. And at the end of the challenge next week, you know, we're, we're going to have a bit of a celebration, World Vision um, kind of 
uh, well, Celebration Sunday, where we'll have the end result of, of this week. This is a great challenge to do together, to do as a family, to do as a group of friends, or even a small group. So I want, if you can, this is very few times do I actually do this in a service, but pull out your phones, <laughs> if you have your phones. And right now, what we're going to do is, um, if you could put up uh, this screen here. So pull out your phone. You're going to text your first name to that number, 2060. So if you're new to your texting, you, where you would put your uh, your phone number, you're just going to put in the phone number of 2060 and then put your first name, not your last name, not your IRD number, like, like just, just John, uh, not, that's not your name, not my name. We're all going to sign up together and you, and you will receive a, a Matthew 25 challenge card as well. So if some of you that don't have text or you know what, John, I don't want to give World Vision my number, which by the way, they'll completely destroy your number after the challenge. But say you're not a big tech savvy person, we've given you a, a free card. So you'll get this card and immediately right here on Monday, you'll look here, it says, you need to skip lunch and have a simple meal tonight like plain rice and beans. Why? Because in Matthew 25, it, it talks about when I was hungry. We have so many young children and or villages throughout the, the developing world that they might even just have one meal per day, and it most likely is uh, just beans and rice. When I was in Nepal, it was just the sound of the pressure cooker at 8 o'clock at night. And it was just the lentil or the dal and the rice, so dalbat. And that was their staple. So if you ask them, hey, did you have a good, good feed last night? Yeah, I had dalbat. No vegetables, no meat. It was just the rice and the curry. So there's the 25 challenge. You'll see the, the instructions. Hopefully you've, you've got it in your phone. I'm going to do that too. But if you've never done this before, you know, we're excited to do this together as a community, as a Fano. So we'll leave that up for a second. So if you're like having technical issues, if you are having technical issues, just turn to the young person beside you and say, help me. Just give them your phone. And then they'll, they'll kind of, and then if you don't know that person's name, say, my name is Gary. Please help me. Gary, you've got your brother, so you're, you'll be fine. I believe this is going to be a life-changing experience. What if, ladies and gentlemen, if our whole church did this together this week? Imagine how we'll all grow in deepening our love for God as we experience the lives of our brothers and sisters around the world. When you get your text for tomorrow, it'll actually give you a little link for like a video so you can watch a similar video like this. So it's not just text that you have to read, it's a video as well. I'd love for you to involve your entire family. Try to draw people, put it on Facebook saying, I'm doing the Matthew 25 challenge, woohoo! And people will be like, what's that, crazy person? And then you can let them know what it is. And next weekend, you'll want to be here because I'm going to be preaching out of Matthew 25 and celebrating this amazing week. If you have stories about how God has shown things to you or, or whatever, write them in your journal and come ready to share with me next week. Amen? Any questions about the Matthew 25 challenge? No? Awesome. Are you excited? Yes. Two people? All right, we'll get there. Last Monday, oh, by the way, I am not preaching on the parables. <laughs> no, it's a, 
don't, don't cheer. I was excited. Come on. I had, no, I had, no, seriously, I had my whole sermon. Josh, seriously, I had my whole sermon prepped and ready by Wednesday. It was going to do uh, Parable of the Good Samaritan, had all my Greek done, had all my, like, it was good. By the way, sunago is the ancient Greek for gathering. So if you were probably reading it in your email going, what's a sunago? Now you do. Now you know some ancient Greek. But you know what really challenged me was our Monday night meeting. Some of you guys were here. As a church, as an organization, we all met in the cafe on Monday. And we were talking about the, this, this idea, this perspective uh, sale for, where are we? Pilgrim Place, right here. Pilgrim Place is our car park, or we call um, parking lot in Canada. And we hear that there's potential buys. Uh, one buyer wants to do this, another buyer. But what I heard from this church was, um, I'll use a good Kiwi say, hold on a minute, time out. Before we just go and start doing that, we need to fast and pray. Amen. And as a leadership team, yep, amen. As a leadership team, what, that was the, the first thing that came to our mind is before we start engaging these buyers, we said as a leadership team at C3 Christchurch, we said, we need to talk to our people. And we have listened and we've heard. And so we are going to meet on August 24th to pray and fast. But wait, John. I'm, I'm a new disciple, I'm, or maybe I'm just coming to know uh, faith. I don't know how to pray. You just, you just do it so well, John, but I don't know how to pray. And I've never done a fast, and I'm scared. I don't, I don't know what to do. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about that, if you permit me. Three, three things I want to talk about. We need to pray and fast. We need to hear from the Lord, and we need to process and cultivate a healthy using what I used last week, a sowing and reaping of a prophetic culture in the church. Let's talk about praying fast. Look at this verse right here. Second um, Chronicles chapter 7, 13 to 15. Look at this. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, it says here, if my people who are called by my name, if... So there's this, this moment where God is saying, not when, but if, you might never pray. Isn't that crazy? You could say, I believed in Jesus. I, I got baptized in the tank with John and Karn and Robert and all my friends. And you, you, you're following. But you don't have to pray. Do you know that? You don't, no one has kind of like strong-armed you and said, you're going to have to pray. It's if you pray. So we could do a, a prayer and a fasting day on, on August 24th, but guess what? You don't have to show up. You could just sit and go, let everyone else do the work. I'm just going to sit down and enjoy my noodles. But guess what you end up being? A spectator of what God is calling the church to do. And then when God starts moving and shaking and doing crazy, awesome, amazing things, and you get offended, you're like, how come no one told me? And we're going to say, you never prayed. It's like when I remember someone asking, uh, I think David Letterman, he was an American talk show host, and he was interviewing Kanye West. And he was talking about American politics. And he, then David Letterman just broke everything and said, but Kanye, you, you vote. And Kanye's like, I never vote. 
And then David Letterman shut the interview down. He's like, well, we can't talk about anything. You don't have an opinion. Oh, yeah, I got an opinion. No, you don't. You didn't vote. So if my people pray, and here, ladies and gentlemen, if you are new to the church and you're listening online, I want you to know you are called by his name. You are a card-carrying, you are a, a jersey-wearing follower of Jesus. I was just watching this show called, uh, what was it called? Match Fit. as all the old All Blacks getting together and, you know, playing again and losing a little bit of KGs. They all talk about how they were All Blacks. Like, Piri Weepu, like, you know, these younger guys to older guys. But when they played their first kind of match... It was like the coach looked, he goes, you know, they are no longer All Blacks, but you can't take the All Blacks out of them. They're still called by that team. They were doing, it's like in sync, they literally went straight in, started doing the plays as if they were doing them 20 years ago. You are called by his name. You're wearing the jersey. And it says what? Humble thyself and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. And I will what? Hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. See, there's a, there's a bit of a, if you, gotta, if you wanna pray, you gotta do some work, son. You gotta repent. You need to be humble and God will recognize your repentance and hear your prayer. So before you get to August 24th, at 12, 11.59 on the 23rd, you should be on your knees saying, God, before I go into this prayer and fasting, I need to be humble before you. Forgive me of my sin. My sin. Search and know my heart because I want you to hear my prayer. Amen. See, I love that there's an invitation into, into humility and into community. He uses the word they, their. We are called together on the 24th to all pray. Individually, yes, but there's power in, in prayer together. So at 7.30, I've asked Crystal if she would help us lead in some worship. We're going to have some worship time first just to, to kind of prime the pump that we need some of that worship, but then we're going to pray. We're going to ask the Lord, what, what do you have for us, Lord? What do you have for vision for us, Lord? What, is, what, what do you want us to do with this Pilgrim Place parking lot? What is it that, that you have for South City C3 Church? And then what do we do? We just listen. If Look at this Isaiah 55 verse. This helps us... Um, be careful with our own thoughts. It says, Isaiah 55, 8, 9, For what my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. So far as heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are your thoughts. So you might have the perfect plan for Pilgrim Place. What you're going to do is subdivide it in 19 little slots. And then you're going to sell this one to the guy that just does, you know, really good kebabs. And then this guy, and then you could come and go, right, Lord? And we do this all the time. We have this whole mess of a plan and go. And then we say, Lord, bless this mess. Bless it, Lord. 
And God's going, um, I'm going to do what Gideon had to do and stand at the edge of the valley, break a pot and sound a trumpet. I'll do that kind of way and thought. So as we're praying, out of humility, we need to surrender or what, release the white knuckles of what you think needs to be done over here and say, God, like that song, your kingdom come, your will be done. So when we go to the Lord, this is our posture too. With humility before the Lord, we surrender all and ask the Lord for his ultimate vision and direction for his church. My spiritual director, amazing man, he was a common question that he always asked me uh, during my session is, whose church is it? And I said, well, he says, I know you have responsibility as one of your highest, you know, things, but he'll always kind of like bring me right down low. He's like, John, whose church is it again? I just want to just clarify. It's Jesus's. Okay, just let him do his job. Let's talk about fasting. Who here on a show of hands has ever done any kind of fast? Oh, all right. So 60%, 70%. Who here has done food or drink fasts? Okay, good. I wrote a small document that we're going to be printing into a booklet on Sunago. So, and I've added uh, Bill Bright's amazing article on how to do an effective and safe fast. So if this is a document that you'd love to have, we'll make it available to you. But there's so many different kinds of fasts. And in the Matthew 25 challenge, you'll actually be doing some of these kind of fasts. Like on Monday, it says, forego a meal, like give up that time. The guy in the video talks about taking, like foregoing and giving up coffee. So, but during that time when he's supposed to have his cup of coffee, he doesn't just sit there and go, well, I'm just giving up coffee. In those moments where you're giving something up, you're supposed to add in the time where you pray. So it's not so much negating an activity, it's adding in intentional times of prayer, intentional times of focus on what the Lord has for us. So if you're giving up food for the entire day, God bless you. So those meals where you're supposed to be sitting down and having a feed, you would go and sit and feed on Christ. You'll sit and, and go into your place and, and, and you'll shut the door and God will hear your prayers and he will reward well, wait a second, I think I have that. Let's uh, go to Matthew 6. And it literally says, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and your, your heavenly father hears your prayers and he will reward you. Look at the next verse. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. No, don't be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. See, on August 24th, I'm kind of putting it this way. It's 22 hours of prayer from 12 a.m. to 10 p.m. Why? Because when we finish up our time here in the evening, it'd probably be about 10 o'clock. If you feel led to say, John, I'm going to finish off, do all 24, then God bless you. But 22 to 24 is, is what we're hoping for. For what? To, for you to discern and ask the Lord what your safe engagement is with your fast. To do this privately, like the text says. Do this with a partner. Do this with, as a group. 
but come Tuesday night on that night, the 24th, for a worship and prayer finale in the cafe, and we will share what we felt that the Lord was speaking about us in the future. I don't know how many times I've heard people say that they've, been, they've fasted for something and they just had a breakthrough. All of a sudden, it would be during one of their meals as they're praying, and they're, they're saying, God, we're wanting a breakthrough financially. We need a breakthrough in relationship. We need a breakthrough. And all of a sudden, it comes. And it doesn't happen every single time, but because they're focusing their attention on God for that one thing. Imagine our whole church was focusing their attention on what God has for us, for our church, for Pilgrim Place, for the ministries that happen here for the future. Here's what we need to do when we seek the Lord specifically. Hear, because what we're going to do is we're going to hear the voice of the Lord. Who here believes that they, can he, they, they hear from the voice of the Lord? One, two, three, four, five, six, okay. See, there are so many ways that we can go into this time of prayer and fasting. When we sit and pray and set up a space, do you know that you're supposed to set up a space to pray? There was that one video back in the day called War Room where this woman dedicated a, a, a small closet, a small area where she would do war in the heavenly. So she would get on her knees and she would just dedicate those 10 minutes or half an hour to pray for her family every single day. So go to your prayer room, go to your war room, go to a closet, dedicate a space in your room, in your closet, in your house, the garden, and just say, for this day I'm, or, and for the future, I'm going to use this space as my prayer room. And go and kill off all your distractions. So don't take this into your prayer time, unless it's playing worship music. But Because the enemy doesn't want you to have focus. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He'll steal your attention. He'll kill, kill off your time. And before you know it, there's the whole time that you spent uh, that, for that meal or whatever you're trying to do is gone. So get rid of all your distractions. Turn off your phones and devices. Ask the kids to leave the house. <laughs> or go to the backyard. Disappear, child. Like just, you know, and, or just say, we're all going to pray. But you're going to pray in your room playing with Dora the Explorer. And I'm going to do some, some prayer in the living room. Or what we're, we're going to try to do is we're going to leave our church on that day open as much as we can. So you can come and just say, hey, Josh, John, or, or whoever, I'm just going into the cafe to pray. So we'll keep it warm, we'll keep it lit, we'll have, you know, some worship playing. We'll just make sure that day is it's open for you to just come in for an hour or two just to pray. Get a prayer journal for for your Bible. I, don't, I left mine in my office. But I always have a journal when I'm praying because I want to write down, I want to scribe down what the Lord is saying. Have some worship playing on YouTube or Spotify. And if you're with another person or a small group, have one person to take all the notes, like a minute taker. God speaks in so many ways. Number one is what? The Word. God reveals you to a scripture. And, he, and all of a sudden, that scripture kind of is like highlighted, though you didn't highlight it. And it just becomes a thematic. Maybe the scripture you read is a theme that God is going to take you on during that prayer time. Maybe a scripture comes and you read it and go, this rings true to me. It sings to my soul, or ouch, it stings. Like this verse right here. I just, I did the Bible roulette. Here we go. 
So Isaiah 61, verse 8, for I, the Lord, love justice and I hate robbery and wrong. Oh my gosh! Ah, I just stole that lottery ticket from the store. Lord! Oh, it stings! Don't play, don't play Bible roulette. Take time to ask the Lord, God, what would, what would you want to show me? Speak to me through your word. And he might go, go to Isaiah 61, and you're like, oh, thanks, Lord. Thanks for that. I'm going to have to go and make it right. Sometimes, prophetically, you get a picture or a vision or a dream. These might be standalone pictures that need interpreting from the Holy Spirit. These may be animated visions or dreams of you with Jesus having a conversation. How do we filter, John? What if I just get like this vision from Jesus? I, I'm at, at the beach. I feel comfortable. I feel safe. I know this beach. And Jesus is standing on the beach. He's looking like Jesus. I'm looking like myself or fully clothed. I don't feel weird about this. And Jesus says, I am with you. Do you still have to filter this message? Do you have to make sure it goes through a process? Absolutely. The first thing you do, if you're taking notes, is does it line up with Scripture? Does it would you see, does it correlate with the nature and character of God? Is Jesus personable? Had he appeared to his disciples in the gospel? Yes. Does he stand, stand on beaches? Yes. Is he, can he be near bodies of water? Yes. Is he fully clothed? Yes. So right off the bat, we're getting a lot of yeses. But if one thing stood out, all of a sudden, Jesus was standing there, and he was wearing all black and, and had leather and spiky hair. I don't know if that lines up with my image of how Jesus was as uh, a person of Jewish origin as a carpenter. Here's another um, filtering is, does the message or the vision that you get from God, does it uplift you and encourage you, or does it shame and destroy you? That's the nature and character of God. God never shames you. God never strips you down. Is there pruning sometimes that needs to happen? Yes. It has to line up. I call this origin issues. First of all, you get this image, this vision, and you're saying, uh, I, think, I think I got something from the Lord. You know, we get this a lot in charismatic churches. You, you, you feel like you got something. You pulled it from heaven. You're like, I think I got something from the Lord. Okay. So I'll ask you next time, where's the origin coming from? Did you do the origin filter? Oh, no, John, I didn't do it. Here's how you do the filtering. First and foremost, is it from you? Because immediately you're like, oh, it's from the Lord. Oh, hold the phone. Maybe it's not. Is it just from you? Is it from your imagination? Could it be from a speaker or author that you heard on YouTube or on the radio going, oh, but I think it could have been that guy. Tim Keller or John Thwaites. And I'm just kind of re reconstituting it into something that I think is from God. Is this optimistic, hopeful, deistic thinking that you have some really great thoughts and you've just said, I think it's the Lord? Is it from the enemy? Because the enemy does try to speak to followers of Jesus. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to confuse you, he wants to give you chaos. So you ask, Lord, is this, is this from the enemy? Is this from the Lord Jesus? And again, you go back to the first filtering. Is it, you know, line up with Scripture? Does it line up with God's character? So 
prophetic connection through artistic medium and through nature. There's times where I, when we were in Hawaii, we would be out in, uh, surfing and these big waves would come. And they're huge. They're, they're, they're as high as the, the balcony. And we would be surfing in them and that come out and this one surfer from California is like, oh man, it was totally awesome. I said, yeah, it's like God was totally speaking to me. I said, he was speaking to you? I was fearing my life. I was, well, I was praying a lot because the thing was the size of a two-story building. But he was starting to share. He's like, you know, God showed me this wave and he showed me that that's his, his wave of love for me. I was like, okay. But does it line up with scripture? Yes. Does it line up with the nature and character of God? Yes. Is, does Jesus, is he a large tidal wave? No, he's not. But there are a lot of anthropomorphic visions and directions that we see in the, in the scripture that relate to the character of God. Tongues that must be interpreted. In the first Corinthians text, there is a spiritual gift of tongues with interpretation. So someone, say, for instance, on this side has a tongue and they, they go, and they start singing out really loud. Now someone over here says, this is what the Lord says. I don't know if you've ever been in a service like that where there's been tongues and interpretation. But that's another way that God speaks to us. I remember in this missions um, conference called Urbana in Chicago, there's uh, lots of missionary people there doing training. And there was a woman that was, uh, during the worship time, she got up and started belting out in this foreign tongue. She, it looked like this wasn't her tongue, so it was a heavenly tongue. And she started just really, really loud. It wasn't like in prayer time, it was out loud. And across the way was this woman that got up, tears screaming down her face, came up to the microphone and said, I have the interpretation. And the, the worship leader's like, okay, um, what is it? He's like, first of all, I want you to know that the, that woman is speaking my dialect from my village, and only about 100 people on the planet know this dialect. And this is the interpretation. And it was spot on. It lined up with scripture. It was the very heart of God. It was encouraging missions in the, in the unreached world. Look at Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. It says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great and cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that was set out before us, looking to Jesus as what? The founder and the perfecter of our faith. I think the NIV says, the author and the perfecter of your faith. For the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So as we hear from God, we have some filtering processes now. How do we create a healthy sowing and reaping this prophetic culture in our church? Well, when you hear from the Lord, and it should be frequent, folks, you should be hearing God all the time. That's why you have a journal. It's a, a two-way relationship, Imagine if you just had a friend like, hi, Emily, how you doing? Yeah, we're good. And I just talked at Emily for the whole time of our relationship. That's not a relationship. That's just, I don't know, speeches. Like a relationship is Emily tells me something, I hear something, and I back and forth. We want to hear from God because it helps our walk with the Lord. 
This helps you go through the filtering process. So if, say, for instance, Josh, you get a bona fide like, word or prophetic seed. I'm calling it a prophetic seed, this thing that we're going to sow into our, our culture here. And, and it should be sown. So Josh is like, now what do I do with this word? I don't know what to do. And he's stuck. So here's Josh's filtering process. First of all, is this just for Josh? So he sits and he's, he's sitting in his chair. Maybe he's at home. He's sitting in this nice lounge that he has. And he looks out over the Westmoreland Hills and he goes, Lord, I got this seed. It's right here. First and foremost, Josh has asked the question, is this for me? Is it for me, Lord? Is this just, I need to put this in my journal and I'm going to share it with, with Sarah and go, Sarah, this is the word that I'm getting. And I think it's just like the Father is speaking to me. And Sarah just high fives Josh and go, yes, amen. And so maybe it's like, I'll, I'll just say like, Amanda, you get a word. You get a seed and you're like, oh, I got a seed. Lord, thank you. And, you're, and it's scriptural and you're writing it down. You're looking at all the versions. I'm like, oh, it's so cool. And then she looks out over her 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 ravine where the kids are playing cricket and, and whatever. And you're like, God, like, is it for me? And the Lord says, no, it's not for you. I got other things for you. But you know what it's for? It's for Emily. So when you see her at her birthday party last night where she turned 40 <laughs> years old, happy birthday. You, yeah, yeah, you go to her and say, I got something for you. Can I just pull you aside for a second? Emily, this is what the Lord is, I feel, saying to you about and then she goes like, oh, hey, guys, my, ah, she just starts weeping. And you're like, yes, it went to the right place at the right time, space and place. Amen? Okay, that's, that's two. Okay, check this out. So Sunny gets this prophetic seed. She's sitting in her, in her garden, and she gets it. Oh, and she's like, runs to the word. Does it line up? Is it from me? Is it from John Thwaites or Ken? Is it from Satan? Is it, oh, it's from the Lord. It lines up with scripture. It lines up with the nature and character of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You're like, oh, I think, I think I'm going to pray. Lord, is it for me? No, it's not for you. It's like, is it for someone in my congregations? Because you have two, right? Two congregations. And he says, no, but it's for South City. I need, you to, I need you to share this word with South City. So say this is Friday night. You know what Sunny does? She calls me, calls Josh, calls Karn and says, Pastor, I have a word. I need to, I just want you to know, I got a word. So before you, you get into the mix of the liturgy and the, and the, and the Sunday morning, I want to get in front of it and say, I, God's given me a word for the church. I'll tell you right now with Josh and myself, we love it to get those emails ahead of time. Because then we know we can look at the run sheet and go, I can't, okay, Sonny, we come to you and say, all right, so at this, right after the offering, we're going to come and just bring you straight up. And you release this word. I'm way past my notes now. Here we go. <laughs> well, wait a second. Sonny's like, she's sitting in worship and she's like, Greater, and she's and then she gets the word, and because she's a mature Christian, she says, All right, here we go. Quick filtering. Is it from God? Okay, well, it's not from me. I didn't have gas. It's not imagination. It's not from my husband. It's not from Pastor John. It's, um, it's, it's from, from you. And then she quickly grabs her Bible and she says, You know what? Um, I think this, this connects scripturally. I don't see any of this being a concern. I think, okay, now I gotta filter it. Is it for me, Lord? No. Is it for my husband? No. Is it for someone else? No. It's for the church. 
okay, Whew. I gotta, I gotta come, come to John. So then she comes and she says, Pastor John, and I go, yes, so you gotta find the perfect time to do that. So when I'm like, I worship, and I'm like on the knee, whatever, like, you gotta find a good, good time to do it, a good break. But then you come and just, you go like this and go, I have a word. And then I'll say to Sonny, what is the word? Just give me a quick scope of it. If you can't go, oh, I can't tell you. Er, wrong. You cannot say to the pastor, I can't tell you. Because is it from the Lord is it, or is it your way of getting a little showcase showdown? No. It's, so she'll say, it's about the Lord. It's about God's provision. It's about Sunday night. It's about this. Uh, and I, I, can you find a time in the service where it'll fit? And I'll say, thank you, Sonny. God bless you. And then I'll, I'll, I'll put that in my mind. So then I, I think about it. I'm praying. I'm discerning. I'm actually confirming it, saying, Lord, Sonny has a word. Is it from you? Yes. Where does it fit, Lord? That's what I'm doing. So if you ever walk away to your chair and go, well, what's he doing? I'm actually doing the entire process over again. I'm picking on you, Sonny. I'm sorry. Um, I'm doing the whole process all over again and going, God, where does it fit? Because is God a God of order or chaos? He's a God of order. So there's a created order here. I don't just stop the presence and go, hold on. And we have a word. 100% of the time, God is a God of process and order. And there'll be this sweet moment where I'll probably say to Sonny, I'll see where it fits. And right before the sermon starts or right after or whatever, I'll say, actually, Sonny, now's the time to come. And it's always funny, worship leader, just so you know, it's always so funny that the words that we get, don't they just fit perfectly with the song you just sang? Isn't that another confirmation from the Holy Spirit? That the word that usually comes is almost zippered perfect with the song we just sung or that we're going to sing. And you're sitting there going, wow, amen. If you get a word during worship, come to the pastor at an opportune moment, break, a break in the liturgy, the, the order of the service, and ask if you could share a word. Be prepared to be able to, to give a quick snapshot of the pastor to see where it fits. And then be in a place of surrender. This is what you do as, as, a, as a prophet, as a person working in the prophetic gift, is you just surrender. The prophet Nathan went to King David and said, David, you're sleeping with Bathsheba. This is the sin that you have. And that's it. That's all he said. He just didn't have to explain it. He didn't add shame to it. He said, this is the word. And then he just surrendered it. He let it go. So that's what you need to do is you need to say, I got a word, John or Josh. I think I'd like to share it for the group. We're going to assume that you've done your filtering process. Does it line up with scripture? Is it from you? Is it from another path? Is it imagination? And we're looking for the perfect timing. So then you have the microphone. There it is. In your hands. And you come up. You're going to put it like an ice cream clone close to your lips. Don't do this. Oh, Father, I just got a word. No one can hear you. Here. Right to your lips like you're going to, don't lick it, but like an ice cream cone. You're going to speak clearly. And like Matthew 6, 8, if we could, Fiona, put that up again. Matthew 6, 8. Don't use language that is not your own. I've seen this where guys get the microphone and they're like, 
Thus saith the Lord, oh, Lord of hosts. And they go off on this weird King James Version thing, and all of a sudden we're looking at them going, what are you doing? Like, that just got weird, didn't it? Like, that's not how you speak. I love the parts where people just come, and like Matthew 6, 8, it's just as simple as God is saying that he loves you, and he has a plan for your life. That's it, folks. See, the other thing that we can't do is maybe that's the word that you got. Maybe God give you, I remember, oh, here's the other thing too about prophetic. You'll never forget it. Right? That's the acid test to your prophet. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. God, could, God gave you a prophetic vision 25 years ago. Guess what? You could tell me verbatim exactly what it is. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So if you're going, I don't know if it's from the Lord, it's unforgettable. So that's why if Sunny gets it on Saturday night, she doesn't have to go, well, I think it kind of has to do with like this teddy bear. And there was like this green thing. I'm going to say, thank you, Sunny. I don't know if, it's, if that's what it is. And maybe we'll go back to that teaching. But when I ask you, can you share the last time God gave you a prophetic vision or dream or something, you could tell me to the full stop exactly what it was. So you give this prophetic word, and you're, you, I had this one for my Bahamas outreach. This is like 1996. Here it is. I was sitting in this missions group, our team, and God gave me a picture of us coming into the Bahamas with the banner, you know, like, his banner over you, his banner over me. This is the song back then. His banner over us is love, love, love. That's, that was the song back then, folks, to deal with it. So we were, we were singing that, and God gave me the prophetic vision saying, you are, as a team, coming into the, the Bahamas with the banner of God's love. See, I, re, I recalled it from 1996 or whatever it was. And it's as fresh and as on point the only time that that becomes a problem is if I have memory issues. But what I didn't do is I gave this big prophetic thing and, and I said this to our team and said, this is what I feel like the, the team is. And then pause and go, here's the explanation of it. You don't get to give unsolicited feedback on said prophetic. Be like, this is what the word, the word is, this banner over us which I believe is blah, 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 and I got three more stories. And story two. Meanwhile, 90% of the group is sleeping. And if I was to survey the group going, what was the word of the Lord that said person said? They'll go, now, I don't remember. Uh, I think, was it the story about the guy carrying the cabbage? Nope, it was the banner of love. You don't get to become the, the prophetic and the pastor and the teacher all at once. That's not obeying God. Just obey God with what he's asked you to do. Say the word, let it go, and say, that's it. Imagine if Amanda came to you and said, in that sense, happy birthday, God bless you, here's a word, and then say, here's what I think it means. And you sit there going, actually, that... You had me at the, the word picture because my dad would always give me teddy bears because I had that one time. God said, 
uh, to a person I was going to say, say, God, God is giving you a teddy bear. It's like a gift of love. And I said to that person, I said, does that work for you? I don't know what that means. I didn't give any of my own feedback. She broke down in tears. And she said, you know, like, my dad left, me, left us as a family. The last thing he gave me was a teddy bear. And we're talking about the father's heart of love. Oh. But if, ha- if I gave unsolicited feedback, if I gave my own explanation, it would have tainted the actual word from the Lord. Because she didn't need that. She just needed to know. It's like, I just feel like God, our Heavenly Father, is giving you a teddy bear. And then I followed up. Does that resonate with you? Does that confirm? It totally does, John. You have no idea. I think out of our, I think out of our, out of our exuberance and of our excitement, we want to add more commentary to the word. Not because we're sinful and prideful or arrogant and we want to have all the showcase, but I think we just want to help people and give clarity. But if God gave you a story to share, stick to the one story, and that's it. Stay away from language that is uh, that's isolating, denigrating, or shaming um, the church, a person, anything else. It has to, again, line up with God's word. It has to line up with the nature and character of God. Filter the message that, with the same rules as applied earlier. And here's the thing. It's like riding a bike. If you've never done this, go to someone that has operated in this gift and ask for help. Go to like Josh or Karn and say, I think I got a word. It is a vision of this. Tell Karn or myself that. And I'll go, well, well, it's good that you told me. It, it lines up with scripture. It, it does it kind of it correlate with the nature and character of God. Uh, then we can follow it up saying, is it for you? Well, I don't, I don't think so. Is it for someone in your life or someone that you know? Well, I don't know. Do you think it's for the church? I think so. Uh, which service? 10 a.m. or 6 p.m.? Because God's a specific God, can't he? Well, it's actually, no, it's not supposed to be for the 10 a.m. Because I know these people. I think the message is for 6 p.m. Then I'll say, go talk to Josh. Say exactly what you just shared with the guy that leads that service. Then he'll go, oh, I'm actually preaching on that. That's the piece I was missing. Yes. Amen? Is that a yes and amen? So God gets the glory, not you. Not anyone else. We surrender that, that word from the Lord, and we have an amazing, healthy, prophetic culture in our church. Kaylin, I wanted you to come up and, and just bring your band up here. My final thoughts as we kind of come to a close, and don't worry, folks, we'll, we'll get back on track with parables, but I really felt like the Lord was uh, wanting me to share on this. Why? Is because we're calling you better as a pastor. I get to use these words. I'm charging you to pray and fast on the 24th. I'm praying that you would seek the Lord. And I'm believing that God will speak to you. He's going to give you scriptures. He's going to give you pictures and visions. And you're going to write them down. You're going to then come on the 24th and say, John, well, you said to, to ask the Lord, check this out. And you're just going to go, I think I got this and this. And, I'll, and we will sit with you and go, does it line up with scripture? Is it the nature and character of God? Who's it for? Is it for the church?
Folks, we are a discipling church. I said to this one guy as he came by the church, felt like he didn't fit. He felt like he wasn't um, saved enough to come in. And God gave me this for him. I said, I said, brother, we are not like the concierge of a hotel, but we are like a training hospital. So when you go down to the, those really flash, awesome little hotels like the Ritz, you come down with a clean press suit, you know, walking tall, you looking prim and proper. I said, that's not the church. You come into the church just as you are. And God is going to fix you and heal you and restore you. Amen? We are a training hospital. I know for some of you people going, I don't like when people say that when I go to the hospital. When you're laying in the bed and the guy goes, just so you know, we're a training hospital and John Thwaites is our new nurse. <laughs> he's been pastoring for two decades, but he's going to put in a catheter into your arm. And you're going, why didn't I choose private hospital? But folks, we are a training church. Do I expect perfection in this stuff? No. I'm at, you're going to mess up all the time. But guess what? One of the things that this church is known for on the map is we are a grace-filled church. Amen? So don't go, well, I guess I'm never going to do prophecy because it's not perfect. Oh my gosh, you didn't hear my sermon. It, go back online and re-listen to it. We are a grace-filled church. I'd rather side on air and, and train you guys so that, what? You create a prophetic culture in your own family. Does that mean? Oh. Imagine if you were to train Lucy and, and our young ones on how you hear from the Lord, and it started today. I'm excited for the World Vision 20, Matthew 25 challenge. And I, I hope that you are too. Let us stand and just sing as a response for our service.
hands together. Let's give God a massive clap for who He is, that He is greater than absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. Wow, what a challenging morning. It was really cool. As I sat there, I just, a little thing popped in my head, and I, I did have to Google it to find the piece of scripture. But Psalm 30, and then I asked Joel when he came back down, and Psalm 34, 4 at the beginning, it says, I sought the Lord, and He answered me. His word says, if we seek him, he will answer. We have 10 days. I counted it on the calendar. <laughs> Between now and the 24th, to seek him. Just ask him, what does he want you to do? Come the 24th. What does he want you to do come the 24th? I think John has challenged us as a church mightily this morning. But at the same time, there's something in me going, this is exciting. This is what we want. This is where we're going. That's the end of our service this morning. Hey, if anything that John has said really stirs with you, come and get some prayer about it too. That's what we're here for. And tonight we're going to have an amazing next part of the series with Josh at 6 p.m. called The Presence of God, which sounds incredible. So again, if you're free, come along. Great time to just be in God's presence again. Otherwise, it has been wonderful to see you all here. You can free go through to the cafe, have a coffee. You can have real coffee or you can have the normal coffee. <laughs> um, but have a wonderful week. And yeah, just think on what does God want you to do for next week on the 24th. See you all next week.
something of 